goblin ghoul a zombie with no conscience question what do these things all have in common everybody knows i'm a motherfucking monster conquer stop you stop your silly nonsense nonsense none of you niggas know where the swamp is none of you niggas have seen the carnage that i've seen i still hear things scream in my dreams murder murder in black convertibles i kill a block i murder the avenues I Raping pillage of village women and children Everybody wanna know what my Achilles heel is Love, I don't get enough of it All I get is these vampires and bloodsuckers All I see is these niggas I made millionaires Milling about, spilling their feelings in the air Yeah, what's good man? What's good my nigga? Yo, it's, it's, it's been about a week man, um, what's going on? And this is the Wiz Buffy podcast, yo Ooh, we're built for speed, nope we're built for comfort, not for speed. And so what I see here is that the full, the third member is talking early, very early yeah, on. Like, and Bill Cosby might have drugged us. The very early. Uh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> he might have got you, nigga. That nigga ain't getting me. <laughs> Strike that from the record. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to talk about that a little later, though. So the nice third member is the Gentleman Jack. Ooh, Gentleman Jack. And yeah. shout out to uh, La Fin du Mont. La Fin du Mont. Um... The end of the world? It means the end of the world is one of the best beers I've ever had. Yo, it's, it's a very dope it's beer. Very good. And I'm not into like anything like craft or anything yeah. like extra. I like I like Bud Light, nigga. You know what I mean? It's good as shit. This is a very... If you go on to um, Fatboy underscore D-I-Z-Z on Instagram, I yeah. took a picture of it. Um, it's it's very good. Go look for that. Go look for yeah, that, y'all. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, we, we, we... um. We have a heck of a week. Uh, heck we, of a week. We, we um we saw our, our downloads and um and it dropped significantly, <laughs> um, and we kind of got on our grind. Um, yeah. and we we saw a shoot up, man. Y'all y'all been showing niggas love, man. I appreciate mm-hmm. all of y'all. Um, you know everybody that's uh you know retweeting our links or um, um you know what I mean backing up everything. They they uh they're reposting our uh, SoundCloud links and everything. Um, well, speaking of Twitter, how can we how can we contact you? Uh, me, uh, Twitter, uh, IG, Ilfam79 at Yahoo, or nah, just Ilfam79. It's Ilfam79 at everything. Yeah, word. And I'm Fatboy underscore D-I-Z-Z on your uh, Instagram. The, on the Instagram. And Dizzy, D-I-Z-Z-Y, from Be More All One Word. Absolutely. On your Twitter box. Yes, sir. So, man, we just heard a really, oh, oh, jumping the gun. Mm. What are you rocking this week? Uh, this week, I'm rocking the, uh... The seven, the the seven twenty uh, SB dunks. Seven twenty. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of rotations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was from the video game, man. What video game? The um the seven twenty video game that came out back in the day. What is the seven twenty video? It game? was a skateboard video game. Was Tony Hawk in it? No, 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 no. It's just this is this is pre Hawk video games. Pre Hawk sounds like what you it's, do before you spit. <laughs> <laughs> Almost is like hold on, like yeah, right, 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 right. yeah, that yeah. sounds legit. So, um, what you smoking? So, my buddy has a buddy. Uh oh, that gets the Cubans. Uh oh, authentics. Yes, sir. So one of the ones that I have, in, and then if over the next three weeks I only have three of them, so there's three mm-hmm. brands. I'm going to be smoking Cuban cigars. Uh, this one is called a H Upman. Um, it's a Magnum 50. Now I like dark. Leaf joints. I usually like Maduro leaves. This is a Connecticut wrapper, grown in Cuba. <laughs> One of the best cigars I've ever smoked. I don't know what it is about the fucking Cuban soul or the climate. Great cigar. If okay. you get a chance, and you can find a way to order them overseas safely. Get you a Cuban. This one was only um. This box of cigars are only like 
like two something, so I ended up paying like eleven dollars a stick. Okay. So so it was, it was it was worth it. It's worth it. It's not just he was Siglo Sixes this. $45, $50 a cigar, but, you know, there's a good Cuban cigars, man. Hey, man, smoke good, man. Smoke, smoke good. good, live good. I don't know about you. So, we started off with that monster joint, right? Yeah. And we're going to really, and, and this is our 14th episode. Yes, sir. It happens to coincide with Halloween. Woo! We're driving on Halloween. Yes, sir. So, I want to know, because this is a hip-hop slash men's lifestyle slash sports joint. Yes, sir. What is your... Top five Halloween slash horror hip hop songs of all time. Okay, I'm. I'm I'll Hashtag start. Hashtag five. Yeah, shoot the five. We shooting five early. Early, very early. Um, I'll start out with the classic, nigga. The freaks come out at night. What? 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 The freaks uh, come out at what, night. What, what, what. Yeah. <laughs> right. Holy right. moly, donut chop. Holy moly. <laughs> nah. So, so the, the Houdini joint is my joint. That's that's something you hear every Halloween, right. man. Uh-huh. It's 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 part for the course. Uh, six feet deep from the grave diggers with a Z. Mm. Uh, Prince Rakim and crew. Yes. Um, it, it's something about that. It's just like an eerie feel about the record, mm. man. Um, by the way, I had an interview uh, with a vampire from Rosecast as my uh, was one of my honorable mentions. Is is him actually talk? It's 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 a creepy. It's a very creepy song. So I checked it out. Uh-huh. But I, I, before tonight and yesterday, I never heard that song, and it, oh, it, a, it, it was a beast. I can't give it on my top, but I, I, I respect. He's it. he's a very he's one of the most creative like like MCs. Like he did a lot. He's done a lot of stuff. I've always liked uh, Rosecast bars. Mm. Uh, one of the the horseman. You know, he's from the horseman clique. Uh, him, uh, him, Killer Priest, uh, Cannabis, and uh, Corrupt. This I did not know. Yeah, what an odd collection of niggas. Yeah, but that was the four, <laughs> the four horsemen, the four horsemen. They they had like one or two joints that was they they started with, and they tried to turn it into an album. They were trying to be Slaughterhouse before Slaughterhouse. Mm. Um, but yeah. Yeah, they, sounds like Barack Obama, George W. Bush, Hillary Clinton, and Bill Clinton. Oh, sounds like a weird collection of motherfuckers. Hillary got them bars. Uh, Come uh, here, take uh, my bar. <laughs> take it. Oh, I like man. it. <laughs> All right, so um, I'm gonna. So I, I started with a uh, uh, six feet deep. Freeze yeah. come out at night. Yeah. Um. All right, so because he was talking to the devil, it seemed like on his joint, murder was the case. That's a good one. Um, okay. That was um, that was a nice joint that that kind of had a little spooky feel to it. Eternal life and forever. Right, Who would right, it be right, right. the G that I want? You know I mean that's a day. Uh, Nightmare on My Street, mm. Fresh Prince joint, man. That is that is the quintessential Halloween wet record. Um, you know what I mean? It, it's it's a little hokey, little campy because it's Fresh Prince, mm. but I mean it's a dope record, man. And it's, it's 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 great to hear it every year around this time of year. And I mean, come on. Number one, this year Halloween fell on the weekend. Me and Ghetto Boys went trick or treat, and like yo, come on, yo, that is the definition right. of the perfect Halloween verse. It so is. what you got, brother? Well, I'm afraid that a lot of this shit is gonna be the same. Absolutely. So number five, I have Grave Diggers Diary of a Madman. Ooh, I, that joint is crazy. That was crazy. Being yeah. witness is an exercise of exorcism. I love that fucking shit. Yeah. Number four is another Grave Diggers joint. And this is the horrorcore rap group. Um, suicide. Suicide. Ooh, it's a suicide. suicide yeah. That's my shit. Number three. So, number three, uh-huh. you have this one. DMX. Damien. 
Ah, that's a good one. Honorable mention goes to second Damien and the third Damien, but the first one, the first one that we heard, yeah. Snake Rat, Cat and the Dog, and all of Snake, that shit. The Cat, the Rat. Yeah, the that was yo. Dope. It was. It had that the super eerie feel to it. X was X was one of those dudes. Like I don't know if you remember Jimmy not a gifted one, nah. but. He had a joint. He was like, I'm the gifted one. I'm the funk soul sensation. He rapped in like two different voices. Okay. But like X was one of the rappers that kind of took that style and kind of mm-hmm. kind of like took it and, and, and really did some stuff with it. Right. You didn't um, know he was the devil to the end of that I think song. X was probably the best at it. He, he did. Them Dam- that Damien series yeah. was great. It was, yeah. great. it was a great series. Yeah. Um, of course... Number two, I have Ghetto Boys. My mom's playing tricks. Mm. So, of course, we had that last verse. He's talking about fucking Halloween. Yeah. The whole thing is about Halloween. But sort even, of. even if your first, second. Sort of, because you remember at the end, it wasn't even close to Halloween. Yeah, he was smoking that dust. Yeah. <laughs> That's some scary shit. Yeah, especially when you're that, that little bitty. <laughs> that little nigga. Come in, little bitty man, but take it to the house. Yo, so, so, let just probably get real high. <laughs> I gotta yeah. myself a little. Yeah, uh-huh. just a bit. <laughs> Seven drops. Oh, All man. right, so what was your number one? Uh, my number one was, of course, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the yeah. Friends. Nightmare, Nightmare on my Street. Street. You can't go to Rite Aid on Halloween without getting yeah. that shit. Right. I, I mean, mean seriously, like that shit is pl- on, on Halloween. That's like this Christmas by um. Donnie Hathaway. Nigga, by, by all seven niggas that sung it. Nah, you can well, no, only, no, no. Hathaway's only, only the Donnie Hathaway version Well, we're counts. in Baltimore, so I hear Cisco and them sing the shit. I'm not with that version. I like that version. Yo, I, I like Chris I Brown's can version. Own, oh, my gosh. No, Hathaway. Hathaway Donnie Hathaway, no, 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 in no, no. my humble, not so humble opinion, right, right. is the only one that counts. You can't discredit the other versions. Why not? Great they don't sound as good as no. Don't have to be just the original. You signed the old man on on my lawn, man. <laughs> nah, off my lawn and shit. Those they don't sing it as well as Donny Hathaway sings it. Oh god, they don't. All right, whatever. Do me a favor. Anybody that says that Chris Brown or Cisco or I'm sorry, Cisco version of this Christmas is better than Donny Hathaway's. Do me a favor. Take a bath with a toaster. Anyway, um, <laughs> plug it in. Yeah, I, I thought he was going to say uh, <laughs> hashtag SD5 and go on Twitter and tell us your opinion. But Absolutely I not. I guess you can kill yourself first. Yes. But Maybe if the you have a rector come for you. <laughs> with a rector. <with> a <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, that nigga do sound like Elmer Fudd. Mm-hmm. Listen, if you do disagree or have any other records that yeah. we missed, um, hashtag shoot the five at Wes Buffy, mm-hmm. at Fatboy. Oh. Underscore this or at, at FM seventy nine. Yeah, just get at us, man, because we we will argue. So we don't need to talk about TV, but I have a show that I love to watch called The Walking Dead. I'm sure a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of people that listen to us probably love The Walking Dead. Fear mm-hmm. The Walking Dead, great series, man. Uh-huh. So recently, and this is a spoiler alert. Hold on, hold on, give me a give second. You, give you like a second. fast forward, fast forward like five minutes. You might miss five something, minutes, but I don't minutes. want you to be mad. But now, if you haven't fast forward, you're, you're gonna you're gonna know Glenn apparently was killed on the last episode, like Jon Snow. And I don't know who Jon Snow is, but he sounds like a coke addict. Um, <laughs> or he got that snow. He got the snow. <laughs> so so Glenn is the the Asian guy, our favorite piece of delivery guy. 
Um, and a lot of people was on social media like, oh my God, they killed Glenn. But see, the thing is, I read the comic. Okay. And this is not how Glenn died. Now, they de- uh, they deviate from the comic book, but this is a far deviation if you saw it, okay. how he died. People, I just want to give you all hope. Glenn is not dead. That's what I keep hearing, though. Glenn's like, not dead, man. I don't watch the show, and I've seen niggas. Like, I know Glenn probably ain't dead. Yeah, like, like you know all the, the reasons. Mm-hmm. So, so one of one of the reasons that that guy fell on top of Glenn, just because he's screaming doesn't mean he's getting eaten. And we learned that from the beginning of the show, if you put blood on you, the zombies can't smell you. What? There's room underneath <laughs> of the dumpster that Glenn is on. Uh, and here's the biggest reason that I know Glenn isn't dead. There's a talk show at the end of the show mm-hmm. called Talking Dead. Who hosts that? Huh? Chris Harwick? Chris Harwick. Yeah, he, he does the, um, he, he hosted the uh, Sons of Anarchy one too, that's how I knew. Okay. So he, he he's, Chris Harwick's on there, and he's like, anytime somebody dies, they go on Talking Dead. The dude that plays Glenn was not on Talking Dead. Ah, well, there it is. There it is. There it that is. That motherfucker ain't dead. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to do it. Hashtag spoiler alert. <laughs> that motherfucker ain't dead. So if you were going to kill yourself because you thought that Glenn was dead, you're okay. Yeah. Now, again, Walking Dead, one of my favorite shows, man. All right. Um, you know what's, what's good? Um, They do the same thing with... Um, did you watch Sons of Anarchy? No, I didn't. I they did the same thing with that. And, and niggas, niggas bugged out. The same way that they bugged out about what's his name again? What's Glenn. Name? Glenn's death, like they did Opie's death. Anybody who watched Sons of Anarchy know niggas when Opie died, niggas lost. Spoiler alert, nigga, the show's over. If you don't know Opie died, um, so I didn't know what? Opie died. Um, yeah, Opie did in the mug. That's um, a, is he black? Nah, nah. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, if you didn't know Opie died, yeah, Opie dies. Um. But niggas bugged out the same way about Opie's death. Was, like he, on, he, was he on Talking Anarchy? Glenn's death. Talking um, Anarchy for sure? I, nah, he never made it. I don't think he's that interesting of a guy in real life, probably. Uh, but, um. Chris, so come on, talk about the character that you yeah, play. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's, I, I, who knows? So, one of the problems that a lot of people have with Walking Dead. Okay. Is that you can only have one black person on the show at a time. This our bar. One black man. Because they killed the fuck out of nigga. When a new nigga appears, it's like hey. it's like when you meet a black man on the street in a zombie apocalypse, the black man that's in the troop is going to die. Uh oh, and and that's one of the things that I had a problem with. Um, but right now there are two black guys on the show. Okay, uh, I'm just waiting for one of them to die. Though. Hold it down. Yeah, one of them going. To, but like when Glenn died, I tweeted, at least it wasn't a black man. Hey, <laughs> speaking of black men, uh oh, <laughs> nigga. So, man, there's a boxer. Uh-huh. Of the name of Youssef Matt. Youssef Matt. Make sure you Google this motherfucker here. My G. Like, I, this nigga's fought, like, I think he fought, like, Preventicoff. Like, he's had fights at the MGM. Like, he's been, like, he's been to the dance. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, my oh, dude. Oh, he's been to the dance. Already. Yeah. Hey, 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 pole dancing. <laughs> so, um, see what I did there? Mm-hmm. So, the nigga, apparently... Agrees, like, all right, well, I'm full off. My, the boxing joint ain't working for me. Tell the whole story. Boxing ain't working for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna try this pointo thing. I'm gonna try to put a pointo on. Mm-hmm. So then, so so my so my dude goes to the spot. Uh, I think he was in the Bronx, maybe. He went to New York. Mm-hmm. He's going to a spot, and he says he goes in the spot, and it's a bunch of broads walking around. Mm-hmm. He's like, ooh, they nice in here. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to hold it down. So let me get a little help. I'm going to take me a shot of vodka and a pill. 
My nigga says he wakes up on a train with $4,500 in his pocket. And that's all he remembers. Mm. So the story goes, he ends up finding out that he starred in a swashbuckling film. Mm. That'd be a gay porn for you all who are slow tonight. Absolutely. This thing is, 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 he, they say he was taking it in the front. Taking it in the back, he said, cannons to the left of him. Cannons to the right of him. <laughs> Yo, was getting in Raphael, they like, get on, bruh. Yo, I, yo, what is going on on earth? Like, the nigga, and then he says, I didn't know, I, I didn't Well, and then up. to justify it, the motherfucker says, well, I'm a man whore, and people know me. I, have I got kids. ten babies. And, like, nigga. Nigga, you like the dick. Probably. So here's my thing with this man. Okay. Okay. Um, I've seen young ladies drugged. I went to college. Okay. I've seen girls who did too many drugs and were laid out. And got got. Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, and that's you know that's nothing to play with. But yeah. I have seen it done. Okay. They don't do anything without someone moving them. Right. Damn, I feel bad. I feel like John Paul. Uh-oh. But he likes rape, so. Extra rapey deal. <laughs> Makes an appearance. I didn't, no, but I didn't, I didn't, part, I didn't partake in it because I was fly right. back then, so I could get it. You know, I didn't have to do that. But, like, okay. I've seen passed out women. Get and, got. Uh, get got. And yeah. um, you have to move them. They're passed out. So, if you want. Uh, if they, you're an active participant. Like, I haven't seen. First of all, I have not seen the. The gay porn. I, I sure hope not. I wish I could have got a woman to watch it for me though and tell me like, is, what happened? Is this nigga like laying there like a, 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 a lump of coal, or is he an active participant in the fucking? Right. And I believe in on my heart, my heart of hearts. Yeah. That he's an active participant. That from from he uh, wanted the money. They say Malcolm X. They say Malcolm X was a gay prostitute. I don't know how true that is. Huh? You got? Nah, I've never heard that. One. I I I've been I have heard it. Okay. It's not a good look. Oh, uh, nah, not at all. So, like, niggas do shit for money. Yeah. I think that this dude sucked a dick. Yeah. Like, this nigga says, you know what? Comcast is good to have. Yo. <laughs> this nigga got the extreme sports package. That nigga sucking balls for the NFL network, yo. This nigga probably was like, you know what? I can't live without MTV James. Oh, like, my goodness. <laughs> and now BET <laughs> James. <laughs> yo. Oh, that's ill, man. Mm. I, I, yo, I would say shout out to Brother Yusef. No. But Yusef, yo, Brother you. Yusef, no shouting you out, sir. No, nah, um, you are absolutely whack, my you, nigga. Your you, fudge got whoa. packed in, son. You're a liar. You're yeah. an absolute liar, nigga. You're a you bottom, nigga. Exactly what was going mm-hmm. on. You know what I'm saying? Yo, just be gay. Yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, that's your shit. Like, I respect Doogie Howser. Did you call him Doogie Howser? What's his name? Doogie? <laughs> I didn't say Doogie. Because Doogie Howser. Doogie. <laughs> wow. What's the nigga name? Doogie. What's his real name? Though? Uh, uh, um, Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris. I respect yeah. him. He don't walk, He don't walk around like a, um, like a, like a, a flame. Nah, he, you know, he carries himself as a man. He's regular. So be regular. I'm okay with that. Be regular and be gay. Yeah. Be regular, yeah, man. Don't, I don't you gotta walk around here like, and you know what I mean? Like, just be a regular yeah, ass man. Yeah, you swinging your hand around, talking about I love Glee, and nah, don't nobody want to hear that. Listen, do what you do. 
You can love you do it. without, I mean, what the fuck? No, no, no. Like, you don't, you don't have to be wearing weaves and shit. I am delivered. Like you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. My, no, nigga, you are not delivered. Yeah, nah, you ain't get delivered, my yeah, nigga. You caught up, bought your purses. Yeah, man. But, um, yeah, so, like, you know, hey, Yusef Mac, you know, I don't know what advice I could give you. Nah, I ain't Because no we don't live a similar life. But what I'm saying to you is, um, be who you are. Yeah. And you got them. Be free, Mr. C. You be got baby free. mothers. Don't bring your baby mothers home. No diseases. Ooh, no diseases. Yo, so randomly, yo, where's the blimp? The blimp is on the ground somewhere in Pennsylvania. Yo, I wish, I wish that blimp would have fell somewhere where niggas lived at, yo. Listen, so, niggas would have tied the blimp to the car. Yo, niggas like, yo, we going down the road, B. Look at that, yo. <laughs> so, so for all y'all don't know, uh huh. In Maryland, at the Aberdeen Proving Grounds in Harford County, Maryland, all right. Shout out to Steve. There are two blimps. Tay Rock. Shout out to Tay Rock. Hazard County. There are two blimps that we we can see them in Baltimore City, and these blimps. I see them all the way at the NBA. Yeah, you can see them. They're very. They're high up. You can see yeah. them very far, all 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 over the city. These blimps, the purpose, they first of all, they're $3 billion blimps. Whoa. They're supposed to detect cruise missiles, and they've been under a lot of scrutiny lately because they don't work when it's raining. Like, uh-huh. it was cloudy. Wow. The radar doesn't work. That's crazy. Somehow, after this report comes out, not more than, what, two, three months later, this motherfucker gets loose. It's tethered to the ground by a cable that's supposed to be rated at 100 miles an hour winds. Wow. Somebody cut it. Somebody cut that. Bitch. Somebody cut that. And do you know this bitch is filled with helium? Do you know these crackers in Pennsylvania were shooting at it? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yo, oh, here it comes, buddy. I see it might get that these, bitch. You have these Pennsylvania motherfuckers. Oh wow. Were shooting at the. I'm talking state troopers. I'm not talking regular people. State troopers? That bitch would have blew up at the Heidelberg. Nigga. Nigga. But you know they, it's the Hindenburg, by the way. Heidelberg's in Germany. Kiss my ass. <laughs> but you know, the blimp reminds me of myself at the beach. <laughs> it was dra- dragging all that cable on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> my man, I ain't that. So, had to get that one in. Not bad. Yeah, Not but bad. yeah, man. So, yeah, man. If y'all heard about the blimp, we ain't had nothing to do with that. I definitely didn't get it. First of all, it's an army base. Have any proof, girl? Yeah, yeah, somebody had the, ID. the the barber beefcake shears, yo. Like, <laughs> You're right. Get these off. I'm gonna fit that wrestling in there once in a while. I do remember? I'm just anyway. saying, yo, it's, it's, it's the wildest shit I've ever seen. Yeah. And it, they finally got the blip out. It's mysteriously felt. Hey, and one of them cracker shot that bitch. Down. Oh my gosh, yo. And now they're going to pick up the pick up the pieces and shit. You pick up the pieces. Oh man. <laughs> That's crazy. That was nuts, man. But speaking of things getting away from you. Uh-huh. The dude text. Yo. That interview got away from that motherfucker, dude. Nigga, he bugged out. So so text on uh text. Uh you may have seen him on uh what's 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 Charlemagne's show? Uh Um I'm a black nigga that hates himself. Oh wow. Look at niggas bleaching. So but he 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 normally um he, he sits in on the show um but he has his own uh podcast called Tax Season. He does have a tax season, yeah. And he had uh Joseph Joseph Budden. Yeah. Had and, him on. And Stephanie Santiago, the thought of the year. I'm uh, that, 
Well, yo, it's it's like all these podcasts seem to have like a whole. But Stephanie that, Santiago is like the thoughtness monster, yo. The thoughtness monster. Yes, like she's like a thought pocket. Like, oh wow! Like she is like the thought of the thought of all thoughts and shit. Yo, yeah. like her phone would be like that thought line thing. Thought line thing. Ding, 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 ding. All right, my bad. That only mean one thing. <laughs> you. All right, my bad. I'm going to tell you a story. Bro. All right, so so uh, brother Textone, mm-hmm. um, Tax has a podcast called Tax Season, right? And um, he has Joe Budden on. Okay. Now both of them drop on Wednesday. So on Joe Budden's, because both of them have podcasts. So Joe Budden podcast, right. they uh, they he 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 calls um tax his podcast enemy. Like they have podcast beef, and he's not genuine with it. But it's um, a joke. yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. a running joke on his joint. So anyway, Budden has an album that came out last week. That's actually tight. Okay. Um. But he has an album that comes out, so Taxstone has him on the podcast. Okay. Um, and so he has Button on the podcast, and as soon as Button gets in, he gets he he he, he starts he starts off and and they seem semi cordial, but then he goes to Button, goes to Button's shirt, and then he calls it like he says, he "Oh, did go and, his shirt, yeah." He say, "Yo, look at your shirt," he and he's like, "On the uh, living hip hop." Oh, he went at his vest. vest. He was like, "Then he came in drinking a pumpkin latte." Like he was going in at him. He was. He's going Button in. Button retorted with, "I'm not gonna take any slander from a nigga with that many zippers on those pants." Right, right. Which right. was pretty good. That was pretty that good. That was pretty good. But and it just slowly escalated into Button walking off. And Tex walking off his own podcast. He did. Um, it was nuts, man. What'd you think? So this is actually my first time listening to a Tex podcast. Uh huh. So he seems like to be one of those guys that um, some people's shtick is to be a little abrasive. Yes, that is definitely. That, his so shtick. that's his shtick seems to be yes. abrasive, right? Because uh, especially he came up with Steph, like. She talks too much. I'm not gonna let her talk. You know what I mean? Right. So that's like his shtick. I'm gonna say what I feel like to anybody I want to talk to. Like too that. honest. Right. I think he asked Joe Button some questions that Joe may or may not have wanted to answer, and he Joe Button actually did a good job of deflecting. I think so too. And I think that if this was like Katie Couric or Oprah, they would rephrase the question or say, "Well, let me say this thing." Right. Well, this motherfucker's like, nah, son, you're going to ask, I'm asking the question, you're going to ask my question, son, I see, there's no answer. And Joe was like, no, I'm not answering your question. So, the final straw for Joe was the, the Esther Bax, the interview. Yeah. She, she must have said, um. Well, she said that, um, while she was pregnant, mm. he sat on her chest. And busted a nut? No. Um, no. Nah, bust her, like. Bust her nut. Like, I think he, like, choked out or something. Damn. But, um. Damn, Joe. Yeah, the, well, here's the thing. Joe says, I never put my hands on a broad. Okay. He basically. Might've, he might have put his hands Yeah, he might have. He basically she, said. She is a freak elite. Dude. He didn't beat up. Okay. So, Tax asked, yo, you didn't beat up. He says, no, I did not beat up. Right. You didn't sit on her chest and choke her out. He was like, No. And he, he said, why did you say that? And he Joe said, you need to go ask her and shit. Right. Right. He says, ask her. Why am I asking her? I'm right here. Yo, he answered your question. Right. 
And then when he didn't give you the answer you wanted, you rephrased the same question. Right. And they got mad at him saying, you know what? I see what you're doing. And calling you on it. Now, Tex did something during that interview that is legit. Now, I listen to Joe Budden's podcast. Okay. Frequently. He is a manipulator. And he is the semantic god. Like, if you if you don't pose whatever question right, he can kind of snake his way around it. You did not say that I said there or that this. Okay. Like, he'll he'll kind of maneuver around it. Right. But, so so he is a king. Like, he, he, he definitely is, like, he, he gets into semantics. And if you didn't say it exactly as you wanted to know, mm. he's not going to give you that information. At the same time, Tax had a man on his podcast that took the time out of his schedule while he's promoting an album mm-hmm. and he's about to promote another album when the Slaughterhouse album drops. Right. Um, he, a nigga took time to come to get joint. Mm-hmm. You, you slander him the majority of your questions. Right. You because take your shots. Being a dick. Mm-hmm. Right. And then when the nigga defends himself and he's better at talking mm-hmm. than you are, you lose it. Yeah, they got pissed. Come on, tax. Got pissed. Come on, tax. Like uh, you better tax. <laughs> nigga, I mean, and, and to, tax is like a live wire. Like all right, tax stick is he's a live wire nigga. Okay. Like a nigga got you know what I mean. A nigga done been locked up. He didn't you know what I mean. Took shots, whatever. And he known for being a, a official like a real life nigga. You know what I'm saying? But doesn't in the podcast world really none of that matters, right? If you can't talk your way into and out of the situation, you want to be on top right. as far as, you know, the way you handle the situation. If you get too mad, <laughs> you lost. Yes. And I, I think, I think Button dealt with him well. And Joe Button is, is very, is very, oh, you say he's a manipulator, but Master he's, a, manipulator. he's a smart motherfucker. He is. And he spun it. I have no problem yeah. with him spinning it. You as the interviewer. Yes, have to spin it back. Yes, and a, and a masterful interview. And, and I mean, I, I, I mentioned Oprah, and I mentioned Katie Couric, and I yeah. mentioned uh, those are probably the only two I can think of right, right this moment. But like, they very are very. Cute. Oh, what's the bitch? Uh, blah 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 blah. Uh, Barbara, Barbara Walters and shit. Like, they'll say, okay, you know what? Let me rephrase it this way. Uh huh. And then you make it like, damn. Well, since you said it that way, you got to answer it a certain way. And this guy obviously can't do it, and you know. That's why we should take his slot on the Last Speaker Network. Hey yo, Last Speaker <laughs> niggas. Hey yo, combat, combat. Hey, look, listen. I need you niggas to tweet Combat Jack mm-hmm. at Combat nuts. Jack. Reggie Reggie Osei is a nigga real name. Tweet the nigga. Let him know that Maryland, Baltimore has a podcast mm-hmm. that is funnier and more knowledgeable than what he already has. He has a bunch of niggas that talk. We know what we talking about. And we funny. And we slicking on them niggas. So, at them mm. niggas. At the Loudspeaker Network. At Combat Jack. Slicker than a penguin in an old school, cool. motherfucker. Gracious. You should, hey. Nigga, tell them niggas, man. At Wiz Buffy is where you niggas need to yes, sign. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, but let them niggas come get us, nigga. We gonna keep doing what we do regardless. Trust me. So, speaking of some fuck shit. Oh, Wow. 
Okay. Because <laughs> that, yeah. that, that was some fuck shit. Yes. Speaking of some fuck shit, your boy Vince Staples. Oh, my really? boy Vince. Let me, you know, my boy really? Vince Staples. Because okay. I like Vince Staples. No, he, he can rap. He can rap. I like Vince Staples. I, got, I like a couple of his songs. He went out. I don't even know what venue that was. No, he was on. Uh, it was. I think it was Time. Maybe was it Time. It was. It was time definitely maybe. a major publication. Let's say where, Rolling Stone. Let's not say Time. I thought it was Time Magazine. I thought it might be all hip hop. Nah, it, I wish it was, yo, because it was on a, 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 a large scale, and, and and brother brother Stables just USA winning. Did? No, <laughs> I think a Time is huge, yo. Yes. Obama yes, being time, Doug. I don't know. Well, the new Vince Staples says '90s hip hop is not all that, and the internet. He said it, it was overrated. It's overrated, and Twitter went black. Twitter went fucking nuts. Rightly so. Rightly so. So, what do you think about that? Is all right. Is so, that, what do you so, think? About so let's let's let's. I mean, all right. So, so Vince was on Time Magazine. Really? Yeah, definitely Time Magazine. Why is Vince Staples in Time Magazine? Because he's all right. So there's this 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 movement of, of hip hop, um, where a lot of and, and it's good. Some of it's good, like like the stuff that like Odd Future does, mm. um, where they they're really free with right. like their opinions, and they don't have to kind of fit to. I'm making East Coast music or West Coast music. I just want to make the music I want to make, and, right. and, and which is dope. Like Vince Staples does it. Like I said, like a lot of the Odd Future niggas does it. And um and, and the niggas feels that so I mean he's a Long Beach nigga like Snoop, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, and 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 he he goes into talking about like, well that was the time of, of Biggie and Pac, mm. and you know but besides that man the nights were overrated. He's on his fucking. He says fucking. there's no he, he says there's no Kanye and there's no Fifty. All right, so 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 here's the thing, brother brother Vince. Uh, I think you should take a nice, hot long bath with a blender plugged up, full of daiquiri, no rum, and kill yourself. <laughs> I think that he should um. Go holler at Yusef Mack. Uh, let him punch him in his mouth and eat a fat dick. Oh, wow. Because without... So 90s hip-hop is regarded by many, yes, as, myself included, yes. and I believe you too, yes. as the golden age of fucking hip-hop. Yes. Now, you know what, what bugged me out? Hold on. Before you go on... I'm about to get scientific. Yes. So, you know who had his back quickly was, on his radio show, his satellite radio show, was Ed Lover... Who said the nineties ain't the golden age? Nigga the eighties, nigga, if you give me a nineties nigga, I get an eighties nigga to kill him. Nigga, Ed, come on, son. Gotta be with that bush. Nigga, Ed, Ed lover you bugging too. Ed lover, you you drink too much of that puffy juice or something. I don't know. Something. So hip hop started, let's say it started in seventy seven. Yep. And now it's two thousand and fifteen. Yeah. So you got thirty five years. I uh, or well, let's let's say forty years. Okay. You got forty years of hip hop. Okay. So only so the ages, you really can split that up into into temps. So you got the eighties, mm-hmm. the nineties, the two thousands, and the present. 
right? Okay. So, 80s hip-hop was finding itself. Yes. It was looking for sound. It was definitely in its infancy. It wasn't a lot of motherfuckers that was really that lyrical. It was, it was a hip-hop, a hippie, a hippie. I hip-hop. went to the store. Exactly. Whore, exactly. Everything that I said hardcore. The 90s when you finally had some lyricism. Yes. Beats. Yes. Um, you had movements. And if you think about the niggas that's popping in the 2000s, a lot of them niggas started in the motherfucking 90s. Maybe not 50. Yes. And maybe even not... Even 50. And maybe not even Eminem. Even 50. 50 and M started in the 90s. But they weren't popping. Let's talk about... Nah. Movies. That's not their... No, that's not their peak. No. Let's talk about when they popped. They popped in the 2000s, right? Yes. But the niggas that was popping in the 2000s that started in the 90s, Tupac. Yes. Jay-Z. Yes. Outkast. Yep. Pun, Juvenile, Ooh. DMX, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Mm. I could go on and on and on. Absolutely. It's so much shit from the nineties. These motherfuckers don't these motherfuckers don't understand, man. Like the nineties is not just 91, 92, 93 brand new being and all that shit. That's right. what they really, that's what they really don't like. This they don't, they, they don't like shit to make them he think. He don't know nothing about that. He, don't he know didn't about even that. mention that stuff. Right. He, and this is the thing. Like with Staples didn't even talk about like Wu Tang. Wu-Tang. You know what I'm saying? Right. He didn't. He didn't talk about Nas. Right. He didn't talk. He, all Shit, he talked. I left out Wu Tang and fucking Nas. Yo. Like yo, the Wu Tang and Nas are like honestly. Here's another one. Snoop and fucking Doctor. This Drake. is the thing. This is a West Coast guy. Right. So you telling me if you if you take the '90s out of the history of hip hop, no one cares. All you have is Too Short and Ice T. Motherfucking right. Real shit. You got some NWA shit. Because to tell you the truth, not even NWA you. stuff, the majority of the NWA lifespan happened in 1990 and beyond. Right, right. So you you take away, you you have the infancy of NWA, right. but you don't have the Cube solo records. You don't have Snoop's record. Right. You don't have the Chronic. You, you, nigga, why are you here? Like Which nobody cares about what's love hip-hop. the West Coast. Yes, right. nobody cares about West Coast hip hop without right. the '90s. And here's something me and my buddy James was talking about. Niggas wasn't even talking about gang banging back then. Nah, they talking about Niggas gang bangers. Well, they talk about gang bangers, but you never heard uh, 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 Snoop say, "I'm a, a Long Beach insane crip." You never heard motherfucking um, uh, Easy E say, "I'm a such and such park crip." Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They talk about Bloods and Crips, but they didn't represent. This nigga is a motherfucking Crip that is representing his... You, Yo, somebody had to do that before you. You're not that nice. For, I like Vince Staples, but he he's cool. That, he's cool, but he's not yeah. that nice. He's not nice enough to be an innovator. Yeah. You got no. too many innovators that you're trying to leave out in the 90s Yeah, that helped you with the sound that you're presenting today. Correct. And, and I don't respect this. I don't respect this opinion. Now, yeah. unfortunately, Nori is the one that went at him. Yeah. Now I love Nori, but that's I, I wish Nori is cool, yeah. man. But and, and and it was really it was kind of beneficial to his argument is that like Nori was never a super lyrical guy, right, and, right. and and like we know that like intelligent hoodlum, uh, you know what I'm saying? Gaddafi tragedy uh, helped him tragedy write. Gaddafi, yes. Um, helped him write. Okay. So, you know what I mean? You, we we understand you, you, where there's a disconnect there. Mm-hmm. But as far as what like you offer as far as like the history of the 90s, Nori is really really not the guy 
to where I want to pay attention to. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, but like, why on earth are you coming on Sway, like, two days later, and then just completely backing off almost right. of everything you said? Like, my nigga, you said it. Keep it a buck. If you feel that, like, 90s hip-hop is overrated, say that. But now you're like, well, I didn't live through it, and I missed most of it. Mm. You can't. Like, and you can't put that poop back in the horse. Right. Like, right, and right. then Tyler, Tyler, the creator, like, co-signed. He was like, yo, I, I feel the same way. Like, them niggas, is, them albums is overrated other than, like, Big and Pac and blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know how I feel about Illmatic. In my opinion, like I said, Illmatic's one of the best albums ever right. made. Right. You know what I'm saying? You can't discredit what those albums did. Mm-hmm. Like, what Nas did. You know what I mean? Making niggas go back in the lab. Like, you can't. You can't talk about that and then say stuff like, well, the first rap I ever remember was a little Bow Wow joint, nigga. For uh, real? Right. Bow Wow? Yeah. Come on, cuz. Shorty. I want you to toast some bread in the, I want you to toast some bread in the tub. Yeah. Go ahead and toast get you an English muffin, nigga. Well, speaking of millennials and who they think is hot. Jeez. Kendrick Lamar. Oh, did you see that video? I did. Man. What'd I'm, you think? What'd you think? I thought, man... Kendrick is completely the opposite of Vince Staples. Kendrick knows to pay homage and pay respect to what came before him right. because it's the building block on what he does. So in that video, uh, I think it was If These Walls Could Talk. Yes. Um, You saw some Minister Society references. Mm-hmm. Um, You know what I'm saying? It was, some, it was a very West Coast... A uh, feel to the video, uh-huh. um, and I, I I think he he made sure that let you me, knew. Let me stop you real quick. Okay, you know why I think you you like this video, don't you? I do. You know why? Why, Mister Dead Baby jokes himself. <laughs> Corey Holcomb is starring in the video. He is. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't say something about dead babies. He didn't. That wasn't what it, what it was. But all right, you go into the video, man, and, and Kendrick. First of all. It's, 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 it's a song about sex. Right. And he doesn't use naked women. There are no naked women. Like, even there are no bikini-clad broads in the video. You know what I'm saying? It's in a, like a, a brothel-type joint. Right. But even the joint that he, he he's dancing, freaking off with. By the way, that nigga, the way he was dancing with the chick... It looked like, nigga, yo, it reminded me of like Twilight Zone and like, yo, like, like, nigga, like you leaning back on your man's like, yo, hold me up. Right, right, that shorty on the wall and shit. The way he like, it was, it was a real nigga type vibe. Like Mm -hmm. it wasn't no extra Hollywood type vibe to it. It was like, man, this is what I'm into. This is what I do. Right. And the vibe of it was just the real nigga. Uh, Excuse me. You know what I'm saying? It was like a blue collar. Like, this is real life. Shorty, what the fuck was that fucking uh, Terry Crews get about? Yo, that was hilarious. It was hilarious, but it was random I don't know if it was a shots fired at, 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 at Hit the Quan, yeah. but the, the niggas like, because they took the seriousness out of it, <laughs> because he took, he, he did the joint where it was like the, um, the AWACS, the MC8, shout out to MC8. Um, the MC8 um, scene in Memphis. Um, I'm so, mm, Memphis. In... In, <laughs> in Menace to Society. Menace. Right. 
the shot where A-Wax was like, hey, nigga, the nigga kill your kid, you ain't gonna do... But he, he took the seriousness of that scene uh-huh. and and put himself there and switched it to, I'm gonna show these niggas how to kill it. And them niggas was hitting the quam. Which was hilarious to me. That shit was funny. Because Terry Crews is a dancing nigga and everything he, you yeah, see already. He's funny. Shit. And he went from super tough guy to the nigga you always know as that nigga that was dancing for the Big Macs in the longest yard. Like, I thought I thought the way he did it and the it's it's almost like the, the antithesis to arrogance. Like he's like, Alright, man, I, I'm not gonna take myself too serious. I'm gonna make this video and it's gonna be West Coast and mm. I'm gonna talk these songs and this and that. But Let's kill these niggas with the quan. And the niggas was hitting the, the niggas was hitting a little hit the quan on them and all that. And I need it my was funny. To know. It was very funny. So if you haven't seen it, uh, check it out. Uh, it's not. I had I couldn't catch it on YouTube, but I I, I found it. It was on the yeah. It was on YouTube. Uh, the Vivo uh, Kendrick's Vivo channel. Okay, yeah. So yeah. Ch- go ahead and check it out. This, yeah, well, you'll see it on MTV Games. I'm sorry. What do you think of the, What do you think of the song though? I mean, it's a good song or no? I mean, the song is cool. You got to realize yeah. that I'm not a Kendrick Lamar fan, so I get bored with his music. Okay. So I can listen to a... His songs to a had to catch too. me yeah. in the first verse. Okay. If not, it's like, you know what? I don't want to hear this. Excuse me. I thought, I thought this joint was was dope, man. I'm, I'm a fan of the video and then the storytelling of it all mm-hmm. with brother Corey Holcomb, who happens to be my favorite comic. Um... I thought I thought it was dope, man. I thought the video was entertaining, mm. um, which you really can't deny, man. He, he's got something in there for for anybody. If you're a fan of Menace, if you're a fan of of Corey Holcomb's comedy, if, you're, if, <laughs> if, if you if like you're, dead baby jokes, hold on, because Corey Holcomb doesn't necessarily tell dead baby jokes. That doesn't matter at all. If you the like video your mother good. being called a whore, and you like Corey Holcomb, nigga never called nobody mother. This nigga is inappropriate. I don't like Corey Holcomb. Yeah. You don't like inappropriate. <laughs> Have you seen Black Jesus? I have. You don't like the show? No. The show is hilarious. Yo. It's okay. It's funny. Have you seen the Black Dynamite cartoon? Yes. Okay, well, then I went the fuck. Aaron McGruder. All that is Aaron McGruder. Aaron McGruder. Whoa, Black man. Dynamite is not Aaron McGruder. That's um Michael oh. Jai White. No, no, no. Well, that's Michael as Jai White as far as the character. But who does the writing? Um, oh, what's the guy's name? Who does the production? He started with um with Boondocks, and he moved over. The producer, you didn't have a Reginald Hudlin, are you? No, 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 not Reggie Hudlin. Heck no. Um, I can't think of the guy's name, but it's Corey something. Anyway, they they they've got a, a good core guy as writers. Okay, and they've all moved over. Black Jesus on Friday nights, which was when we record. Right. Very funny. I I think it's weird. It's supposed to be. Oh. It's wow. definitely supposed to be. It's not. It's not supposed to be easily. Like, it's not supposed to be that joint that you like, oh, this is easy to laugh at. Okay. It's like, man, I think about it. But these niggas is funny. Right, right, right. Um, If you get a chance, man, check it out. The show the show is pretty legit. Um, It's pretty funny. Um, Honestly, I, the, the work them niggas doing, man, is it, it, it's, 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 it's extra. But it's, it's, it's hilarious, man. Yeah, man. Um, so... Speaking of nothing and everything at the same time. Speaking of hilarity. Yeah. Fuck is up with Johnny Manziel. I don't know what's going on over that. Ed. So, if y'all don't know, Johnny Manziel got pulled over. Yeah. By the popo. Yeah. 
The bitch said he beat up. Alcohol was obviously present. Yeah. And what the police did was very appropriate. They let him go. If you thought that it was sounded dumb, that's because it was dumb. Okay. They let him go, and he beat a bitch up in his car drunk. He already went to rehab. He's not old no, enough. No, I, I like, no. Like, yo, it's like, what? <laughs> Ray Rice, well, Ray Rice did uppercut a bitch. Ah, that, yo, you cannot... Well, what well, well, Greg Hardy did? You like Greg Hardy? That's your man. All right, he wasn't found guilty. We'll of shit. talk about. We'll talk. He wasn't found guilty of nothing. We'll talk about Greg Hardy in the state of Let's talk about him now. No, like, like, right. like, no, he wasn't found guilty of nothing, but he got suspended. This nigga got Manziel, let go. Johnny Manziel is nowhere near as crazy as Greg Hardy. No. I'm gonna keep it a buck. He's nowhere near as a nigga as Greg. Nah, Hardy. yo, come on, dog. Bruh, I listen. My my take on Greg Hardy is this. Greg Hardy is a great football player. All right. Great. But the nigga is stone cold crazy. The nigga nuts. The nigga 730. I would not want Greg Hardy in my house. I would not. I would not want Greg Hardy in my house. Here's my thing. Whatever happened with Mansell is nowhere near as crazy as what happened with Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy is the extreme of the extreme. Oh. and But Greg Hardy is also a case of Greg Hardy is so good that he's going to end up on a NFL team somewhere. Well, so so my, my thing is is I know at the end of the day, Greg Hardy's going to end up on an NFL team. So I'd rather see him on my side of the football than the other side. Because anybody who he's lining up against is in trouble. That nigga's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, Johnny Manziel, first of all, is not good enough to outplay his trouble. He's not. He hasn't been consistent enough. He hasn't been, um, he hasn't been good enough. Okay. In the league. So, I don't care that he got in trouble as much. Just because that nigga ain't that good. So, when he's on the field, a lot of times it seems like he's hurting his team. But that nigga play. I think that... You can't sit up here and talk about the NFL is going to battle domestic violence. And not, like, investigate. I didn't hear about no investigations or no... Hey, until we get this figured out, this is what we're going to do. Okay. Like, these motherfuckers just, you know, I don't know. Like, I think it's a cover-up. Like, like I said, Greg Hardy never... Greg Hardy did what he did. Listen. Greg Hardy never was convicted of shit. Greg Hardy, Greg Hardy never convicted of shit, though. My nigga, that, right. At the end of the day, though, let's keep so, it a buck. So he's innocent. Let's keep it a buck. Is there that, a... No. Not that he's innocent. He's never been convicted of a crime that would keep him out of the league. And he sat out of a season and four games still. Four. For being wild. Because everybody knows what happened. Niggas know what Dan with what Dan with 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 my G. My G, this nigga, this nigga what had a bed full of guns or something through shorty all on it, dragged and choked and everything. Niggas know 
Greg Hardy crazy. Hey, I didn't see no pictures of the guns. What, would you let that nigga take your sister out? My sister carried guns too. So. My nigga, would you let your sister date? Would you let your sister date Johnny Cokehead Manzo or whatever Pillhead? If I had to. If I had to pick between Johnny Manziel and Greg Hardy, my sister would be able to handle herself better with Johnny. I pick Greg Hardy. Mediocre nigga, nigga, yo. Greg Hardy is one of the craziest nigga in the history of the NFL. That nigga crazy, son. The nigga beats the charge. My nigga beats the charge, right? Right. Beats it, mm-hmm. not because he didn't do it. Off of, uh, he talked to Broaden not coming to court or whatever, right, right, right. or whatever. He beats the charge, right? Right. Which I am, I am semi-okay with. Okay. Okay? Then, the nigga comes back, and his first two comments to the press are, Hey, I'm coming back, guns blazing. Mm. Which is, come on. You, you bugging. Right. And then, he decides to go at, Tom, because his first game back is the Pats. Right. So he goes, he talks about Tom Brady and talks about going at Giselle and yeah, you know, I hope she got a sister and this and that. Like, my nigga, you got to take it easy when you come back. You got to moonwalk. Like, you got to tip, I don't want to say tiptoe, but you can't come in talking about I'm going guns blazing when you known for a situation with some guns, with beating up Basically, a humble yourself, young brother. Yo, yeah, you got to take it easy, <laughs> my nigga. Take it easy, Greg. You can't do what niggas is out here doing because you already know you wilding out. You think his movie will make it, you think his life will make a good movie? That damn gentleman Jack is talking now. That motherfucker didn't want to open up. <laughs> okay. Greg Hardy's life? Yeah, you think it make a good movie? I don't know because it all depends. Because it movies movies all always end up at like a, a come up a come up come up in point. Right. Like there's got to be a point where you atone for anything you've done negative to negatively or positively. Well, not a documentary, dude. No, no, no. But even like the biopic thing, you kind of gotta. It's gotta at least smell like real life a little bit. Right. Like right, right, right. you know what I'm saying. You can't like just be like, man, I beat these ten hoes up, and at the end of the day, you won your first Super Bowl. Right. Like, you can't, that that movie's not a good movie. You know what I'm saying? But, if there is a, if there's a movie where Greg Hardy um, beats broads up, and he helps the Cowboys get to the playoffs, and get far in the playoffs, and then gets hurt, mm-hmm. and has to watch the Cowboys win the Super Bowl without him, that makes for a good movie to me. Right. Because the Cowboys win the Super Bowl at the end. Uh, yeah, I bet that would be a good movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, now I ask that question because uh, there's a great series on ESPN called 30 for 30. Oof. Some of the best sports-related yes. shit I've seen Absolutely. in my lifetime. Same here. And I wanted to know what were your top five favorite Ooh. movies in 30 for 30s. Sounds like we shooting the five one more game. Hashtag ST5, hashtag shooting the five. We shooting the five, man. All right, um... I had a load of uh, of uh, honorable mentions. The Lim Bias, thirty for thirty. Um, as far as sports documentaries go, the Lim Bias, the uh, no crossover, the AI trial joint, um, straight out of LA. Uh, Ice Cube got a chance to produce one. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites for for, for the um, for the honorable mentions is the uh, June seventeenth, nineteen ninety four. 
um, 30 for 30, which was, um, it was just so many things that happened in sports on that particular day. If you, if you get a chance, man, check that day out just okay. in general. But, um, as far as, uh, sports docs, um, 30 for 30 and otherwise, uh, number five, uh, the best it never was the Marcus Dupree story. I mean, come on, yo, you almost like it is is a, a tear or is tear jerker, man. It's, it's 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 rough to listen to sometimes, but man, it's a great story. You gotta listen to that one. Um, broke. Uh, for my number four, the broke joint man was one of the most interesting thirty for thirties where you heard niggas really run through their money and 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 how they actually ran through mm. their money. Um, it's interesting to hear rich niggas become not so rich niggas. Uh, courtship of rivals, um, which wasn't a thirty for thirty, um, but it was the uh, HBO uh, Magic vs. Bird story. Man, the way they talked about how they came out of college and how they went at each other, and then how Bird took um, Mag- Magic's uh, announcement that he had had the blicky and that um, <laughs> <Batman> forever, <laughs> yeah. And shit. yeah. Um, it, it was just, it it was a very, very intriguing story. Um, my number two, which a lot of niggas might have at their number one, uh, that Fab Five documentary was the best, one of the it's most interesting number. things I've seen on TV because of Jalen Rose. Because Jaylen, of the absence of Chris yeah, Webber. Jalen Rose is is became such a character from that documentary. And, and and him and talking about Duke specifically and how he felt about Leitner and Grant Hill being tight about Grant Hill and his upbringing and, and, and showing the contrast and being able to become a character that you kind of support. Right. You know what I'm saying? But also know all you a savage. But, man, my number one sports doc of all time, man, is that the NBA Network did the Dream Team documentary. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness, man. That joint was so crazy, man. When they told that story about how they lost to that select team with uh, uh, Bobby Hurley and them. Oh. 80-40 lost to the Russians. No, no, no. Yeah. But no, no, no. The actual dream team, when they pulled them in, they had like a select team with uh, uh, Chris Webber was on it. Bobby Hurley was a point guard. And they and they ran him against it, and he, he, he didn't let Jordan. Chuck Daly basically did it on purpose. Where that select team took out the dream team to let them niggas know y'all gotta cut this this uh, Barkley versus uh, Malone stuff out. You gotta cut this all this all this dissension between y'all niggas are a team. Right. And you have to play against it as a team, or these niggas, as far as the people in the world, are gonna take you out. Right, right, right. So right. so they made them niggas really really play ball, and it's the stuff that they showed. Like, you know what I'm saying? They showed that, like, the, the Dream Team niggas couldn't walk the streets when they were out there. Um, only one that could walk the streets was uh, Stockton. Nobody recognized him. Right. Like, he walked the streets, and he, he, he his kid had... Um, he walked past a woman that had a Dream Team shirt on it with John Stockton's picture on it. And he was like, oh, yeah, are you American? That's cool. You know what I'm saying? You here for the Dream Team? You don't recognize them niggas? Oh, that's what's up. I like the dream team, and then the niggas kid was there, and uh, and and kind of spilled the beans. So um, as far as that goes, who's your uh, who would you have as your um, who's your five? I would say my top five. First of all, I had I got hella honorable mentions, man. Hella honorable mentions. So soul in the hole, I know it was one of those. It was a big one. Soul in the hole, um, 
There's one called Unforgivable Blackness, which is the story of Jack Johnson, who was like the first black heavyweight champion. If you if you get a chance, go watch Unforgivable Blackness, Jack Johnson. Ken Burns from Baltimore actually uh, directed and wrote that one. Um, Nomas, which is the Sugar Ray Leonard, um, and um, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Roberto Durant story. Uh, the Bad Boys, 30 for 30. Um, the Best That Never Was that, that uh, Ill Fan mentioned. Run, Ricky, run. And no crossover with uh, AI. Alright, so. My top five. And number five. Pony Express. I didn't know how rampant that motherfucker. These motherfuckers was on fucking payroll. Uh, opponent at SMU. That's a good one. And number four, the U. Ooh. Great shit. Part one and part two. I was like part one. All right. And number three, I hate Christian Leitner. I can relate That's to that shit. That's one of my favorite ones, man, because I like Christian Leitner. Do you like Christian Leitner? I'm a Duke fan, B. Anyway, He's one of the greatest college We're going to speed through that fucking time. red light. I'm drunk as hell. Ja Rule in my race against time. Nigga. Can't stop. <laughs> Number two. You don't know Bo. Whoa, that was a good one. That was a good I thought it was very did well really, put together. Did you really buy that nigga jumped out of a pool, yo? They said this nigga killed a hug with a rock. <laughs> and after he did it, he jumped over a ravine that was 40 foot like wide. No, I don't buy any of that shit. But it's an awesome but, story. But my problem with it is like... Does he believe that he did that shit? I think so. Because he tells the stories like he did it. Yeah. No, you didn't, nigga. Man, and if you did, you should be in special ops. Something. Number one. Something more important than football. Number one movie. This shit spanned maybe 10 years. Hoop Dreams. Ooh. Hoop Dreams was, a, was some Ooh. good shit. That, that was the that most was good. depressing thing I've ever watched. It was very, like, but, but. Arthur A. G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that came out. I think we were in middle school, maybe we were in the beginning of high school. Yeah. And um, everybody watched Hoop Dreams, man. Yeah. Everybody watched Hoop Dreams. It was just great. And I just remember the, I remember the feeling. It's not about yeah. the feel. Yeah. If, if I had never watched Hoop Dreams and then that other unforgivable blackness with Jack Johnson yeah. would have been the, the my number one. But 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 shout out to all of the movies on that. ESPN does a great job with Thirty for Thirty. They do, man, no doubt. Even their um ESPN Thirty joints, like they did a joint. Um, I, I apologize. I don't apologize for taking it to wrestling, but about uh Razor Ramon, mm. Scott Hall, mm. and talking about like what he did. And his story is so wild. Like, that nigga got a legit body. Like a murder. He killed a guy. In the ring? Nah. Um, it is not. For some reason, I'm not surprised. Yeah, like, Razor Ramon killed the nigga. Did he, have his, he seemed like he would know when he carried a knife in his little box. <laughs> nah, I think he killed the nigga with his bare hands, man. Um, I think he may have been bouncing or something at a club, and 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 the nigga got unruly, and he had to put hands on the nigga, and the nigga came back too hard, and he finished, he won, but he ended up killing the nigga, and um, I'm Scott Hall, yeah, Chris Ramon, nigga, He's got a body, <laughs> he put a razor on the nigga in real life, yeah, he shit. did something to that nigga, son. God damn, um, well, I guess wrestling is a sport. 
It's, I mean... Do you want to call it a sport? It's, it's definitely... Uh, it's not a sport. It's definitely athletic. So is hot dog eating competitions. No, nah, it's not an athletic. Why not? How the, what are you doing athletic? You are testing the boundaries of your body. You're not doing anything athletic. Sure, you're, you're, you're testing the boundaries of your gut. What I would tell you is, I think I could... I think I could try a hot dog eating pause. Well, yeah, okay. A eating competition in general. You know what I'm saying? I eat. And I think I could, you know, there's somebody I could, you know, eat more than. Right. I don't think I could go into a wrestling ring and do what them niggas do. You know what I'm saying? On TV and on a regular basis. Right, right. Especially with their schedule. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could do that. It's entertaining. It is. It's like a stunt guy. Well, they call it sports entertainment. Well, but it's like a stunt guy. Yeah. So, uh, it's all good, man. Yeah. So, sports. Ryan Mallet. Yeah. Gets dismissed. Well, I mean, the nigga don't know how to... He, he don't know how to show up. I mean, the nigga... I, uh, he caught feelings. If I had money... Yeah. I would hire a nigga... To wake my motherfucking ass up. Eh? You ain't got to give him both $100 a day. Gotta make the meeting. Gotta catch the plane. You can't make no money. Now, Ryan Mallett, who's going to hire you? Nobody. I, I, I surmise that Ryan Mallett right now was looking for work, seasonal work at Hex. In the penny state. Look, not at Macy's. Hex. Hex. Yeah, like, like, Hex like. Company. Hex Company. Strawbridges, nigga, riches and shit. Hex Company. Uh, you know, like, like, come on, dude, like. Get your fucking life together. Yeah, you bugging out. Get your fucking life together, man. But um, so yeah, fuck Ryan Mallet. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey yo, so you have a beard? Uh, yes. You don't need anything to fill it in. Beard gang. Beard gang. Right. Nice thick beard. No homo. Appreciate it. I work at it. You ever hear about this shit called Beijing? Yes. So I've used Beijing. Nigga, did you? Yeah. Yo, I used to use Beijing on my beard like every week, yo. Because I like how I look. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you grow your beard out and it uh if you, you get your beard lined up and they Beijing it, mm-hmm. um, you know what I'm saying? They they, they they put the dye on and it actually dyes the skin underneath your beard mm. so that it comes out and your lines look look all You're the way sharp. clean. Right, right, right. So <laughs> apparently um, or highly questionable, Carlos Boozer shows up, okay? Right. And the nigga was going bald. Right. And he asked his barber, what can you do? I got this bread. I, you know what I mean? I can give you whatever bread you want. Help me out. Right. So the, bar, the barber introduces him to the Beijing. All right? So the barber introduces him to the Beijing. Right. But he shaves the nigga bald and then paints a whole hair on the nigga. Like, not just like, you know what I'm saying? Not helping him out, but the nigga cuts everything down to the grain and then says, I got you, and just paints black on where hair would be on the nigga's whole head. So it looked like this nigga's whole head is made of like, some sort of weird leather, but there's no hair there. Right. Like, yo, what are you, for real? 
So, um, anybody put shoe polish on their head in order to cover a ball spot, I consider you a dumb motherfucker. <laughs> and in the world, in the words of ill fame, and I'm trying to do it right because I'm drunk, is take a bath with your favorite FM radio. Oh my good God. You dumb motherfucker. Put it on a good station. Put it on a so good you station. Go out. With a bop to you. So, yeah, that, that, was, that was some ugly shit. Yo, but he, yo, the nigga said he put it on, and when he saw the results, he said, oh my gosh, let's take it off. Which is, Here's the thing with Beijing, what, bruh. You know what? When you put that Beijing on. First time. But nigga, you, you, that is a, that is a decision that you have to stand up to. Because mm. that's gonna at least last, um, at least a couple, probably at least six days, man. Yeah. Almost like a week. You gotta live with that a week. It's a rinse. That nigga said he showed up for the shoot around. <laughs> my, my my nigga said he showed up for the shoot around, and they killed him, yo. Mm. Before the press got there, they said, "Hey." hey, hey. We've got to get this nigga on 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 uh at halftime. He has to be interviewed. Cool gracious. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then he said the what made it worse is that actual game that he showed up with the Jing on, he balled out. So they curved so Craig Singer wanted to talk to him after the game. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you were shooting. Oh, around, Craig man. don't have no no right cut it out. Cut it out. He don't have a right to talk about nobody with the ugly ass jackets. Yeah. Nigga, he showed up with the Steve Harvey collection, man. That nigga fly. Man, man, see suckers in shiny suits and shit. No Uh-oh. more shiny suits. No more shiny suits. Oh, Show up man. Look like Puffy in 99. Nigga. I'm drunk. Yeah, this is our buy. This is our buy. I'm with you. This is our buy? No, this I buy. Like, I understand. Yeah, yeah I'm like really fucking drunk. I'm, I'm with you. Like, I am. Podcasters. Internets. Oh, internet. Listeners, I love you all. Yes. I'm fucking drunk. Yeah. I've never been as drunk doing a podcast in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you have not gotten to your man status. Man? Your man's. I'm not a man. Brother Carvel. You ain't got the Carvel status. Carvel was on this joint. Yo, my G, like, that nigga, that nigga he was talking yeah. fairly articulately at the beginning. And then that nigga said, yo, nigga, I don't like... When summer madness, I like smack rappers, but <laughs> but it was and it, it smack and, and nigga rap. Oh wait a second! <laughs> shout out to Russians. No, shout out to Russians. <laughs> hey yo, hashtag hate them. All right, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. So all right, we we um we definitely need to uh switch into the NFL, man. And NFL, NFL. What is the uh, state of the Ravens, man? Um, I hope we lose every fucking game. Okay. So that we can go ahead and get a top five pick. Um, so what do you take again? Are you taking a safety? Are you taking you're taking secondary. You you gotta I mean, of course this is this is extremely early. Yeah. Whatever the best player available. I don't you know they, they don't take they don't take need, they take best player available. They usually do, but I'm not taking I'm not taking a uh I'm not taking a quarterback. I'm not taking a quarterback, right, I'm right, not right. taking a linebacker. So if you say you're not taking several positions and the positions that you're only going to take a corner, um, maybe linemen, yeah, outside linebacker, or or because Mosley is a beast. Like Mosley is a 
Mosley is a a, a a cornerstone of a, a team. I think so. He's I, great. I think Ladarius Webb, if he doesn't get cut next year, he goes to safety. I think that um uh uh Suggs has seen his last down as a Baltimore Raven. I don't I don't agree with that. I, I think Dennis Pitt is gonna gonna be gone. I think he's seen his last down as a Nada's money is not gonna count. Ray Rice's money no longer is gonna count. It would behoove them to cut Suggs and Webb, and then see, and then look at all the other people who's um, what you call it, whose money's gonna count against the cat, They're like dead money and shit like that. So that's gonna be dropping off next year. Yo, so 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 in in that sense, you're saying the season is over. Oh hell yeah! I I don't I'm not mentioning words when this like these motherfuckers are one and what five? Yeah. So if you think that these motherfuckers about to win the next ten games going eleven to five, y'all should goddamn hit. Yeah. And we need to go down to human resources together and get you checked out. <laughs> this is like real shit. <laughs> like, like, you know, you, um, like, seriously. I think the state of the Cowboys is much, much more complex. Um, everything seems to be in flux. Uh we talked about Brother Hardy earlier. Mm-hmm. Brother Hardy's a beast. As as a football player, that nigga's a monster. He's just so crazy. I don't know whether or not he's good or bad for your locker room. Um, it doesn't look good so far. Um, but from what I understand, they sent that nigga to sit with Charles Haley all week this week. What does that mean? Um, maybe to talk some sense into the crazy nigga. Because you had to have because Charles Haley was a crazy nigga. And and maybe sometimes if you have a nigga that speaks your language, it'll reach out to you. Right. You gotta try. Because I I still I, I still am from the vantage point that I would rather have because like I said, no matter what, Greg Hardy is going to be on the, the field in the NFL. I much would rather have him on my side of the field. I dig it. Than have to look at that nigga on the other side of the field because he's nuts. Um Positively, does practice. Um, Romo's throwing the ball. Right. Um, and we're only two. Th- that's the the thing for me is you have an undefeated team in your division. Conversely, I have the Giants leading our division at four and three. Right, nigga, I don't care. Like we're only two games back, you, you, my G. So, in 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 all honesty, if we win one or two of the next few games and they get Des and Romo back, we can still win our division. So the year isn't over for us. No, it's not. And honestly, it's at NFC full strength, least. yes. But at full strength, I think we can compete with any team in football. At full strength, I I, I don't think you can. Yeah, you don't. But. With Dez and Tony Romo back into the equation, I think we can compete with. It. Especially, did you see? Did you see how my nigga Run DMC looked last week? No, actually, I did not see. Ooh, him. Run DMC looked. What I will tell you is, is we may have a three down back. No, because he's one, he's, of, one thing we know about Run DMC is that um, he can he, he like doesn't do well China. behind a bad line. No, he's like fine China. He gets hurt. Behind a decent line, he may he may have because this is a different situation than what he's used to being in. Is he may he may have a situation where he can he can prosper. So let's let's uh let's go ahead and get into the picks, man. Let's do it. 
Let's let's get to the picks. Uh, we'll we'll start with um. Well, we're not going to start with the Thursday night game. Uh, the Pats I destroyed. The Pats. It was hard. Yeah, they took the point. I'm I'm taking the Pats almost every time. Um, the Pats. Oh, just, I'm not going to take Pats every time, bro. I'm almost taking. I said almost, but I'm taking almost Pats every time. Them niggas is destroying everybody. They step into and they. I mean, they killed a team that just wasn't ready. But let's let's start with the early game. Um, in England. Uh, Detroit and Kansas City. Who do you like? Uh, Detroit and Kansas City. Kansas City's looking pretty bad. Yeah. No, uh, no running back. I'm going to go with Detroit. I'm going to ride with you on Detroit, man. Um, Tampa Bay at Atlanta. I'm going with Atlanta. They're hot. Um, with you at two, Atlanta is going to win that game. The Minnesota Vikings at Chicago. I'm going to take the Vikes. I'll take a Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy B. Um... By the way, uh, last week we split again. He's still up one game. That is true. Don't uh, want to cheat, y'all. Yes, sir. The uh, the the Cardinals at the Browns. I got to go with the Cardinals, man. They're playing great football. And at the Browns? Yep. I'll go with the Cardinals. Yep. Um, the 49ers at the Rams. Uh, I'm going to go Rams. I'll also go Rams. Uh-huh. The New York Football Giants at the New New uh oh, I don't know why I said New England New Orleans Saints. I'm going New Orleans. I'm going the New York Football Giants. Okay, we differ. I'm going the Giants. The Saints suck. Yeah, the Giants so, have a decent defense. So do the Giants. Um, they number they, one in your division is so. uh. Is Jason Pierre-Paul playing this week? I know they they finally signed him this week. I don't know. They done one in your division. Okay. Uh, not for long. Don't worry about it. Uh, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Uh, they say uh, Rakelisberger's rake leg is feeling better. He may play this week. He's probable, I think. <laughs> Good. Who are you going with? What's the teams again? Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. Who's home? Uh, Pittsburgh. I'm going with Pittsburgh because Landry Jones, if he plays. Mm, Landry Jones is not, probably not going to play. It's going to be Ravensburger. But you're going to go with Pittsburgh. Well, if Ravensburger can't go. All right. I'm going to go. Uh, all right. San Diego at Baltimore. San Diego. I'm picking Baltimore here. Word. Yep. I'm picking Baltimore. And uh, I swear, I, I hope. Believe it. I don't believe it. I can't wait to see. Baltimore is going to win this game. Baltimore and San Diego is always a very tight game, and it boils down to their uh, their extra players. Uh-huh. And I just do not think that there's enough weapons there for uh, R- Phillip Rivers to deal with to beat Baltimore. And I think they'll beat Baltimore. The, uh, first of all, the um, the Chargers have one of the top passing offenses in the league, and the Ravens have one of the worst pass defenses in the league. I think we lose. I think we lose like thirty to twenty-seven or nineteen to sixteen. But I still think we lose. All right. Um, then we have Tennessee, Houston. Oh, it's another battle of awful teams. It is awful. Um, kind of any mini mighty motors, motherfucker. Tennessee or Houston? I'll take Houston because Mariota's um out. Yeah, I'll take Houston with you. Um. Jets at Oakland. That's probably going to be another good, really, really good game. Um, I'm going to take the Jets defense. Jets at Oakland. At Oakland. 
I'm taking Oakland. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Um, <laughs> Seattle at Dallas. <laughs> I'm gonna take. I'm. I'm gonna keep taking my Cowboys. Seattle has a problem this year with any team as a uh, pass rush. Um, and I, I think Matt Castle's three picks last week were just the result of not being able to play with the starting squad. He's definitely a much better quarterback than um, Brandon Whedon. I'm take. I'm, I'm gonna take my oh, Cowboys. Oh shit! Too. I'm a better quarterback than Brandon Whedon. I'll take the Cowboys. All right. Uh, Green Bay at Denver. Ugh. I'm, I'm going to take Bay. Green Bay. Yeah. yeah. Um, And finally, Indiana at uh, Carolina. Indiana. I meant um, Indianapolis. I'm going to take uh, I'm gonna take that defense. I'm going to take the, uh, the Carolina. I forgot. Did I fix my... I said the Indianapolis Colts at... <laughs> Carolina Panthers. <laughs> yes, I'm taking the Panthers. All right, we're all taking the Panthers, man. And that is your picks for the week, man. That's all for the show. Um, be sure to share our links, man. If you see us on Facebook, share something. You share it too. If you see something, say something. That's the motto. Um, I, I am Ilfam79 on Instagram, on Twitter, on your networks of choice. Uh, we have uh, Fatboy uh, underscore Diz on something. On the Instagram. And Dizzy from Be More on something else. On the Twitter box. I am so fucking drunk. Yes, sir. Yeah. The gentleman yeah. Jack works, apparently. Nigga, it works. It's not even. We didn't even really do much to it. Yeah. It's too much liquor. I can't do it no more. It's a lot, man. We're, we're old. Mommy. Hey, man, man. Hey, thanks for listening, man. I, we do love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Feedback, Tell a nigga. Yes. Tell a nigga what you want, what you don't want, man. Get at us, man. All right, yo? Peace. Peace. Yo, just in case, man, y'all niggas didn't know, man, we also did an interview with Rod Mad Flavor from uh, formerly of 92Q and uh, Rap Attack. Listen, so what we're going to do is we're going to drop a small snip, snippet of that uh, that interview. And the interview will also be available on the podcast, on the podcast feed, just as an interview by itself. But we're going to drop a small inf- uh, a snippet of the interview, man, just to let you know how we got out. And um, if you like the interview, let us know what you think, man. And get at my man. He, he definitely got them tickets. He got the parties, man. Uh, how, uh, shout out to Rod, man. Flavor, man. I, I, that's my brother, man. I appreciate you coming through, man. We, we definitely had a good time doing the interview, man. Let us know what you think. All right, brother. Peace. So, <laughs> tell me about Rabbit Tech. Rabbit Tech kind of like fell in my lap, in okay. a sense. Like, it was just like um, when uh, I, I was at the station, I was always plugging for something. I, I remember the first couple days I was there, I gave Dion, who was the program director, my mix CD. Okay. And he was just like, you only been here three days, and you already <laughs> like this was at ninety two Q, and he's like, "You only been here three days. You you giving me your mix CD already?" I was like, "Yeah, I I, I I'm ready." You know, so I, I'm just looking at it like they got Kenny K on the air, they got Booby on the air. Hell yeah, drink over here. <laughs> this yeah. is the third member of the uh, interview. Is a yeah. little bit at Ryle left right. from episode thirteen. Ooh. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah, so they got they got top name known DJs. Great DJs that are on Mike Crosby, okay, you know at the time, and uh, you know Swift is on. You know it's just rest it's in a, peace. yeah, rest in peace of Swift. So everybody's on doing their thing, and it's like okay, who's this guy that's coming along that's just passing on his mix CD and you know whatever. So they checked it out, and they was just like, yo, this dude really got something. 
you ever think about being on the air? And I was like, no, not, not necessarily being on the air. I said, I just want to mix. Because I knew, I saw what it did to people on uh, at, at, at V103. So I really wasn't interested. I said, I just want to mix. So basically, I said to myself, um, you know, I'm just going to keep it there. Then I remember, I distinctly remember um, Mark Clark. Okay. Saying, Rod, like, really, you have the voice, you you have the drive, you have the determination, you got the look, you got this, you could do this. Like, he was like, you really should think about doing it. And, uh, you know, people like the way you play, you're coming along, this and that, you, you know, you got your college degree, think about it. So I thought about it, and they had an opening on Saturday nights, well, sun, Saturday nights going into Sunday morning, All right. 3 a.m., 6 a.m. Okay. And uh right before church music. Right before church music. And uh the funny thing about it is that uh I was supposed to, you know, sit in with a girl named Poet. Shout out to Poet. Uh-huh. And uh she's supposed to be on there with me. And and they was like, hey, just go in there and see, you know, with her and she'll show you the ropes or whatever. So I decided to do it. I went in there, here it is, 230, 245, mm-hmm. Um, I get a text from Dion. Listen, Uh-oh. poet's not gonna be there. You have your headphones. Do your show. Have fun. That's what's up. That was it. Yeah. I'm like, okay, where at that time the commercials weren't weren't loaded in like the computer carts. They had carts at that time, so you had to stack all your carts up and put them in or whatever. Not too long after that, they they went digital, but it was when I first started, which was probably like you know three months before they went digital. You had to put carts in, so I'm sitting there like, okay, what am I supposed to do? You know, what am I doing or whatever? And I had to figure it out, and they just threw me to the wolves, and they mm. were just like, you'll figure it out or whatever. So I held that shift down for at least I would say a good six months, and then um, I got approached, you know, about uh, doing Rap Attack. Okay. And what you think about it, because you know hip-hop, and, you know, you always talk about hip-hop. You always play a lot of hip-hop. What do you think about doing it? I was just like, I love the idea. So I, I would have the opportunity to actually work with Butterman, you right. know, which at that point in time, everybody was like, Butterman this, Butterman that, about, you know, um, about Rap Attack. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, they was just like, yo, Butter did some big things, and, and he did big interviews, and, and I was just like, you know, I felt a certain type of way. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, you know, at that point in time, he was working with um, Mike Nice. Mm-hmm. And, and Mike Nice was, was going to have to, you know, step back for whatever reason he had. I can't remember. But... Because um, it started, the first the first iteration of, of Rap Attack, uh-huh. it was was Mike, Butterman, and JB the Ball Head of Wonder, right? Actually, it was JB and, and Butterman. Okay, it was That's just JB was. and Butterman. Yeah. Okay. Then it was... Uh, uh, after JB passed, uh, rest in peace, rest of JB. Peace. Um, then it was Baby Sam and, okay. and Butterman. Now Sam used to be on eighty eight nine, right? Yeah, right, right. Because yeah, she used and to she, be on with a uh, kill, right? And she came in. Um, she was working at the station for a while. Then she got a, um, from what I understand, if I uh, I stand to be corrected, if she had a, I got another position in in uh, in the record industry, and, uh-huh. and, and wound up leaving radio. So then it was Butter again, and then it was Butter and. Uh, Mike Nice. Okay. So, Butter and Mike Nice at that point in time. And then Mike Nice was leaving at that point in time. So, 
they would needed somebody else to come in. So it was like, you know, what do you think? I was like, I love it. You know what right. I mean? I was like, I love that. At that point in time, they were on Saturday nights. You know, I, I didn't, <laughs> I thought it was a great opportunity. So, right. you know, I wanted to be able to take advantage of it. And I'm glad I did because, you know, a lot of things happened from that. Right. So, you know, I can't be mad about that. But a lot of times, you know, we look at, opportunity and not and realize how big it is and be scared of it mm -hmm. i definitely would i was just like no nah, let's go i hear that you know what i'm saying so